is a thief. <laughs> Robin is a thief. I've said it on Slack all week. If you're there, you understand. He stole my pick, and he knew exactly it was calculated. He knew what he was doing when he did it. The same picks I've done every week for the last one, ten weeks or more, steals my picks, and then goes on all week to act like <laughs> that's what he always picks. Well, I mean, you know, I've been a major proponent of Nate Doss this entire year. What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 28 of the Disc Golf Podcast. I'm Robin. Next to me is my very good friend and co-host, Joe. Hey, I'm Joe. I'm a friend and co-host. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, which is about disc golf, as you probably guessed. And also beer. We had a terrific week. We launched a new social media platform for our listeners called Slack. Yeah. Which like, we didn't invent Slack. We just started a group in Slack. If we invented Slack, we would not be doing this podcast. We no. Would, we'd probably be floating around on a yacht somewhere. We, I don't know. I'd, be, I'd probably be playing some disc golf. Uh, yeah, that's true. Maybe on, on a, a yacht. yacht. Yeah. yeah. That'd, that'd be pretty sick. And we'd have people like we threw overboard, they would just go get our discs. <laughs> or we would just have stacks of them. Yeah. Like, ah, more plastic in the ocean. It's fine. But Slack is a communication app, a chat app. Well, it, so it actually was built for businesses. So all like the different departments and businesses could like talk with each other and stay in communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just have a good buddy who turned us on to it. To make it basically just take over the need of social media or text messaging. Yeah. But it's been terrific. We uh, invited our listeners to join us on it. And we got a, a pretty darn good group already. And it's been a lot of fun yeah. chatting and, with you and, guys. And y'all are welcome to join too. The more so, the merrier. So if you want to join us on that Slack channel, hit us up on any one of our social media outlets. On Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can also email us. Yeah, just the disc golf podcast at gmail.com. So if, if you want to send us an email, even if you don't want to be a part of the Slack group, if you want to email us something know, nice. We got some really nice emails. We did. Like, I was pretty pumped that was on awesome. the emails. Also, those of you that sent us really nice emails, if you want to, like, say, copy and paste your really nice email into an iTunes review and then post it and throw five stars up on that bitch, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be Fantastic. We would uh, not be upset about that in the slightest bit. But we got some really flattering emails. Joe and I, like, self-esteem boost through the roof. Totally, totally. We were, um, we were feeling pumped. I also do want to take a uh, break real quick to give another warning this week. Uh, there will be no Four local Gold this week. There will not be. So if you are uh, waiting with, with bated breath for us to get shamrocked on Four local Gold this week... <laughs> It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Yeah. And if you want to listen to one of us, uh, one of us being me, yes. have to review one of the... Uh, Most fantastic malt liquor beverages ever. Premier. It's a, I mean, it's gold. I mean, it's gold. Yeah. So it's it's a premier malt beverage. Go back, listen to episode 27, where I review the Four Local Gold. We should make another bet. Oh, no. Uh, and no, the I'm loser not, of that... I'm not ready. I'm not ready. ...can have uh, Four Local Gold Platinum Edition... Where you like drop a shot of uh, like Bacardi Superior in it, like and instantly become a hobo. Well, you're already hobo enough like just by much, drinking it. Like I, I guess. Well, I, I should take a step back. Saying like Bacardi, that's already too fancy. So maybe it needs to be like a mini bottle of whatever like the you know, cheapest clear rum is. You know that like that that game never have I ever. That's just one of those things that I want to not have on my resume. I mean, it's not like it was Jaeger. 
it doesn't matter. Like dropping extra alcohol into a. Oh, I mean, I guess if we're going hobo. By the way, let me take a step back. It should just be Jaeger in the four local. Group. Oh no, there's not. I will not. That's get like the anything. super hobo drink. Like That's your wife leaves Listen, you. Listen, this wound is fresh. You're, you you're not gonna. You lose your job. <laughs> you have to live in your car. Yeah. Just by drinking that I one pretty, beverage. I pretty much did. It was. That's not true. It was brutal. That's not true. Just the next day was rough. The next day. Whatever. Worked. I finished like the last third of your can, and that was too much for me. <laughs> I right. definitely woke up at like I'm glad, three I'm glad o'clock was, in the morning and was like, "Hey, I had the." Uh, I'm glad it was so hard. For listen, me to I had finish. a buzzball too. All right, I I had my own uh, punishment. So we're sorry if this is the first episode you listened to. Go back, listen to episode twenty-seven, figure out what we're talking about because uh, it was a memorable experience for me, even though I blacked out promptly um, after after said podcast. Well. Why do you have a, a six pack of four local gold on the shelf over there? Hey, listen, I don't want to talk about that. It's good, all right. <laughs> Leave me alone. It's my lifeblood. <laughs> I don't know how to live anymore. I'm a fan of efficiency. It's a very efficient beverage. Yeah, but then you have to taste it and drink it. Yeah. Also, I may need fake teeth soon because because it's pretty much. Think about. It's pretty much nuclear nuclear waste. When Four Local first came out, it had caffeine in it. God. I don't think gold existed in those days, though. <laughs> I don't think it did. I don't think it did. Do you I think, really do you think there not. are, like, bunkers somewhere that just have, like, stockpiles of oh, caffeinated no doubt. Four Loco? There, there were articles about, about Four Loco when caffeine was banned about people going and buying up uh, all of the supply because they knew that it was going to be in short supply. So, like, from a supply and demand standpoint, they thought it was a valuable asset. So people were... Buying it up and stashing it. Do you think... So I bet you can find... I bet you can go on eBay and find four levels. I mean, can you go on eBay or is it like all the way like on the dark web? Do you have to go like on Silk Road with Bitcoins to get like caffeinated four loco? (laughs) Probably. Oh my God. Hey, if you guys know, let us know. I mean, we're not going to ever purchase it. I just want to know for my own knowledge. Yeah, sure. Or for another bet in the future. (laughs) Joe's going to ask me to borrow a truck. (laughs) Show up, get a pallet of four loco with caffeine. I would never do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, disc golf. <laughs> but, you know, we, we have fun here. We do. We do. We had a great time. Joe and I played a sloppy round of disc golf over the weekend, but we, we had a good time anyway. The weather has been really, also, really Robin, nice. Robin, just out of point out, Robbins was sloppier than mine. It, yeah, slightly, slightly sloppier. That's That's accurate. I'll, what, I'll what, have to wear that. One stroke sloppier. I'm guessing that the the residual effects of the four loco gold probably caused the problem. No, you know what happened is I drank whiskey before the round. That, yeah, I'm sure that helped. I feel like every round that I've had whiskey before, I think I'm like three for four against you <laughs> when I had whiskey to start the round. It's it's a fact. <laughs> I don't. I don't. You don't you don't keep track of what you drink and how you play. <laughs> I absolutely do not. Oh, it's a it's a cool science, man. I, and I've got spreadsheets. <laughs> I have like a breathalyzer keychain, and I just like check my my blood alcohol level throughout rounds just to know like yeah. where the perfect is. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, normally a beer every every two three holes is probably you know. Well, what, per, what percentage is that beer? See, there's more to it than just that. All right, I'm a scientist over here. Anywho. <laughs> Joe's a scientist. 
I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a scientist. No, I lied. Just like Robin not. saying he was a doctor last episode. Um, I listen. I got some paperwork somewhere that says something about it. I can make paperwork that says I'm a scientist. Listen. It's not that hard. <laughs> I got the photoshops. I know how to use them. Gross. What? I'm just saying. Why is that gross? I don't know. I think you made it something it doesn't need to be, and I don't know why. I think this is a perfect time to start talking about disc golf. Sounds like a good rather idea. Rather than your, your personal problems. But, uh... I don't have any problems. <laughs> we had another terrific tournament over the weekend. We had the Ledgestone uh, Open, which was another A-tier tournament with, with all the top pros, with the exception of, I think, Eagle and, um, and Simon. Yeah. Of course, who was injured. So we had the Ledgestone Insurance Open. We had the... We have the Brent Hambrick Memorial Open coming up this next weekend that we're going to talk about in this episode. We already talked about our Slack group, but we'll continue to talk about that because that's been a lot of fun engaging our listeners and, and uh, putting a, together a forum for you guys to talk to us, send us pictures, tell us what you're, what you're doing, ask questions, whatever. So we'll, we'll continue to pump that as it goes. We have a, another great deer review, our world-famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing. Where I'm really we, excited for this one. Yeah. We take a beer, we take a disc, we review them both and tell them whether they belong in your bag. And uh, this this week we are going to review uh, War Pigeon Double IPA by Drake's Brewing Company along with the Innova Thunderbird. So, I'm so excited. Yeah. The the Thunderbird is a, is a wonderful disc and we've been wanting to review it and so we kind of forced this beer into that slot because it said War Pigeon, Thunderbird, yeah, you know. They're birds. So, well, like, I think, like, a war bird could be a thunder. Bird. Yeah, sure. I think that, that works out well. I'll buy it. I'll listen, I'll, I'll take any connection at this point. As Joe and I go on, on on our deer reviews where we pair the disc and the beer, we're realizing that sometimes we have to reach a little bit. I, I really don't think this is a reach. I feel good about this one. So, But the beer looks amazing. I get to try it. I I, I know. I, I've scented it. I've sniffed the aroma, and it smells terrific. So we're looking forward to Look, that. I, Drake's Drake's knows what they're doing with IPAs. They, so they, they really I'm, do. I'm pretty excited. So, and we also are going to give you our top five, top six tournament beers. Just not like tournament beers, course beers. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe you need them to get through a tournament. <sighs> Or, I do. Or maybe you're watching a tournament. Or maybe a, like you're playing in a tournament and you're like uh, 10 holes in and you already drank all your beer. You're like, oh, what do I do now? I think there's a guy named Jake Palmer that might have encountered that same situation. Oh, maybe. And Ugh. could have used some beer. I don't even know, dude. <laughs> I think it was disappointing. We'll get into to Jake Palmer and, and what he uh, what he did in the Ledgestone Open in, in a little bit when we cover the Results, Ledstone Open. We also do our tournament picks every week. So last week, Joe and I picked players to win the uh, the Ledgestone Open. And we will do the same for the Brent Hambrick Memorial Open. We'll pick some more players for that. So we'll cover each of that. And uh, finally, we'll say adieu. Hope you have a great weekend in disc golf. And then drink some beer. Right, Joe? Oh, yeah. We'll just drink beer in general. So let's get right into the Ledgestone Open. Uh, another another great tournament. I love that that we had the World Championships, and then right after that, we got the Ledgestone Open. Just you know, no delay. Get right at it. All the top pros. 
getting out there and and, 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 and doing too. work. Yeah, exactly. So this was a great tournament. There was hype to it. You know, we had Ricky Wysocki taking down Paul McBeth and in then, Worlds. And then saying a little something for the first time. And then and then coming out and saying something. So there was, uh, the Beast possibly was awoken. I think it's pretty clear that, that the Beast was awoken in this one. And that also Ricky Wysocki may have had a tad too much champagne in the days after the World Championships. I mean, I, I saw actually a few comments like that when I was watching live coverage. Um, he doesn't really strike me as a champagne guy. No, probably not. I mean, I, I feel like maybe champagne of beers. Like I could see like some high life. Flow. Listen, I'm I'm totally down for some. I know high you life. are. I'm not into that. You know that they make high life in 32 ounce cans. Yes, I've seen that. That's pretty sweet. I'm generally just down for any beer that they put in a 32 ounce can. I mean, why not? Yeah, but it's except for Shock Top. If they put Shock Top in a 32 ounce can, I, I would. If I ever find that, I'm gonna buy it for you. and You're gonna drink it. I'm just it. gonna stab it. Just... You're gonna shotgun it? No. Oh, we got a challenge. Let's do it. No. No. Whatever. I bet. I bet Shock Top is higher ABV than High Life is. I I don't care. Um, I don't like High Life. So, <laughs> anyways, long story short, not much. You know what? I take it back. He's not a High Life guy. He uh, he's like Olympia all the way. Maybe. I could see it him could just be. being into some Oli. That could be. What's a, what's a what's a wh- he's from North Carolina, right? Is yeah, that, is that right? I mean, so there's Sierra, Sierra Nevada has a brewery there, yeah. but I don't know what the other sure. like. But I don't. I feel like he might be like a Summerfest guy. Like I don't think he's getting down and dirty. I don't know the, what you're trying to say here. Listen, he's an athlete. I don't think he drinks that often. When he drinks, he probably is going for like some lower alcohol. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think that's true with all of these. But uh, Macbeth. The four-time world champion made a statement in this tournament, winning by 12 strokes by the end of it. So he really kind of came out, whether he's making a statement or just playing like he normally does, I'm not sure. I think the bigger story... His putt looked like his putt. I think the bigger story was that half the time I was I was watching we were watching the live coverage that happened from Smashbox TV and in various places and people were just straight up like where is Ricky did he drop out right because he was way back you know at one point he was in like 46th or 50th place and you know he crept his way back up into the top 20 but nonetheless ended up actually in 12th overall in a tie for 12th but it was not what we expected from the new world champion right totally Especially after through. after being like, I do my talking with my play. Yeah, and then exactly he, then he put up that poop. Exactly. So, you know it's really funny uh, watching it live. So every tournament, even through Worlds, that I've watched anything live, there is a ton of Macbeth hate. Really? Like so much, like like Mc- in the comments and the yeah, li- in the, the comments. Li- yeah. See, you huh. don't watch the comments. I always watch the comments I don't, on, and it's always like. Mc three put Mc what and it's just all this like trash talk about Macbeth and Macbeast, and then all of a sudden there's a new champ, and there was tons of Macbeth love, and Saki hate. Huh. Okay. See, I don't watch those comments on the live feed because number one, I don't want them to distract me from from what I'm watching, and number two, exactly what you're talking about is just like people reactionary in the moment about their feelings about a disc golfer they've never met. You know, I just don't care. I know. 
I, just, I get I get sucked into it, but there's so much like time in between holes too, so it's easy mm-hmm. to be like, well, I'll do this. Yeah. So. I mean, you can only watch the. Uh, for me, it's a job commercial, like that weird like yeah. Scientology. Oh yeah, I've like, seen that one. Yeah. Not that creeps the, me the out. disc golf commercial. That one just mm-hmm. creeps me out. Yeah. Well, was it as creepy as the one like what's that disc company that was advertising a disc that Jesus was full turn? That commercial was amazing. <laughs> That commercial was hilarious. I guess if you bring Jesus in to advertise your disc, I, I mean, how could it not be? It had that cool, like, Jesus, like, as it rolled. Ah, that was hilarious. I <laughs> yeah. liked it. Listen, I remember the disc company purely because of that commercial. To me, this result for Ricky was entirely predictable. The, the letdown from a tournament like this where he's lost to Macbeth, in in fairly devastating fashion in the past in in the world championships to come back and have the year that he's having and win the way that he did where he just dominated world championships the 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 mental and physical release that must have happened for him after doing that i don't think it's any surprise that he that he had this kind of regression in this tournament i don't expect it to be long lasting i expect him to come back and, and continue to dominate but I, I so think, you liking that as your pick right now? Huh? You liking that picking right now? Maybe. But I, I think that 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 was entirely predictable. I didn't expect him to to end up losing to Paul by by twenty three strokes. Right. But but a second place you felt like was in the books. Yeah. 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 I I did not think he was going to win by by any stretch, and uh, I I picked like that as well. So. Um, whatever <laughs> do we want to talk about that now we can we is can. that what we want to go right now <laughs> we talk about our picks robin is a thief <laughs> robin is a thief i've said it on slack all week if you're there you understand he stole my picks and he knew exactly it was calculated he knew what he was doing when he did it the same picks i've done every week for the last what 10 weeks or more steals my picks and then goes on all week to act like <laughs> that's what he always picks well i mean you know i've been a major proponent of nate doss this entire year i've been i've been picking him you know fairly consistently and just really love no, the way he's been not. playing i pick him every week <laughs> i pick nate doss every single week I do. Not you. You're a liar. And you're a thief. <laughs> I think you need to calm down, Joe. I mean, you're getting a little angry. A fa- I'm upset. This is a family podcast. No, it is not. <laughs> if it is, I'm sorry. But no, it is not. And, you know, I, I've been I've been picking Paul to place really high all the time, too. So, second place. So it, Second place. It just... Uh, listen, let me tell you what your picks are regularly. Just so we... Just so we... Well, listen, go back... Any of the last eight episodes, and you're going to hear this at least three times. Sexton, Macbeth, Waisaki. In that order, three to one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, because my picks are normally, you know, like, right? You just just like they were last week. asshole! <laughs> and my pick is usually like Das, maybe in third or fourth, will kind of fluctuate. Waisaki in second, Macbeth in first. Like, pretty much all the time. But Rob went first last week and took all of my picks. And no joke. So, I, like I said, I have fluctuated with Doss being like 3-4. And this one going in right before we did picks. I was like, I'm going Doss number three. I'm feeling it. And then very first thing Robin says, Doss third place. Like a big jerk. It just threw off my whole world. 
granted, you had just given me a four loco. But on skip ace, I put him in for fourth place, and I got that right, so that was cool. Yeah. So we also have a skip ace league. If you want to find us on, on skip ace, which is the disc golf fantasy football, or fantasy uh, disc golf uh, league system, if you look up, we our league is called the Disc Golf Podcast, and we have listeners on there. The password is dear. The password D-E-E-R. is D-E-E-R, double E. Right, not D-I-E-R. Like B-E-E-R, and then D-E-E-R. Right. B-E-E-E-R-U-N. Awesome. That was neat. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's just get... Uh, that makes me sad. So, yes, I chose Robin's regular picks, and I took Sexton... No, you chose your own picks. Macbeth, Wysocki, and they were all wrong. I got Macbeth... Just because I picked certain close. people in the past does not mean... That I am obligated to continue to pick them so in the you, same listen, spot. Listen. And also, you do not have ownership of, listen, of said picks. I don't, but we have decided that we can't have the same picks. Well, at this point, you don't have a choice because you trail me fairly significantly. That's because I didn't I didn't get my picks in for a week. So, if you continue We didn't to, realize World started like on a Tuesday. So, you have to pick differently if you want to catch up. Well, I don't care. I want to be right better than win. <laughs> That makes sense. Uh, but listen, so you got, did, I got... Did you get any... I got... Oh, you got Macbeth first, right? I did. I did. I got Macbeth uh, correct with the win. I chose uh, Ricky Wysocki to play second, which did not happen. so much. And I picked Doss to place uh, third, which for some reason Skip Ace gives you points even... I guess you get a little bit of points if they place better than the position you... So how many, score, how many points did you get this week? I think I got 11. All right, so did I. So we tied on skip base. Just saying. Yeah. Because I got DOS. I got the fourth place DOS. So, and then I picked Katrina Allen to win. And I did FBO, too. So. Yeah. So, that well, was that. But. Well, fine. You're a big jerk. Yep. Listen. You just got to pick the right players, Joe. You gotta, <laughs> shut up. You got to trust. Shut up. You got to trust your heart. You shut up. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to leave this podcast right now. And you're going to talk by yourself while I run to the store and come back with a four local gold <laughs> that I'm just going to spray towards your and face and hope drink. part of it gets into your mouth. You're going to drink it all by yourself? No. Uh, while I finish off the podcast with the uh, Joe's a Jerk segment, right? Listen, I'm not the jerk here. I think we all know. I think it's pretty clear at this point that you, sir, are the jerk. <laughs> I well, wish I had a cool soundbite to go Here's with your chance for redemption. We have the Brent Hambrick Memorial Open, presented by Discraft, which is happening in Columbus, Ohio, starting on Friday morning. And we have the same group of players, all the same pros out there, and you have a chance to redeem yourself and, and pick the winning players. Uh, but just like the weeks before, since I won the previous week, I get to go first. All right, go ahead. So you're going you're gonna to have to... Sure, who's from, in third? Go ahead. <laughs> go from there. Now, this tournament is not going to have live coverage like the other ones, unfortunately. Uh, we will have video coverage of it that'll, that'll happen after the fact, but I, I doubt it'll be next day. Right. Next day videos right. like we've been so spoiled by in the last few weeks with some of these uh, Disc Golf Pro Tour events and uh, the World Championships. So that will be... Nonetheless, we'll still have we'll still have great coverage. Hey gang. So we totally got that wrong. So I'm putting this in right before we post 
Smashbox will be covering the Brent Hambrick Open. So make sure to check it out starting Friday morning through Sunday. There will be live coverage. Thanks so much. Go out and throw stuff at stuff. But we have, you know, Paul McBeth coming off of off of his win. Ricky looking to bounce back. You've got Nate Doss up there and Nate Sexton, Bradley Williams, Philo Brathwaite will be there, Paul Uliberry, Jeremy Colling, uh, Drew Gibson, Zach Melton, Will Schustrick. A lot of really, really great pros will be there. So, so who are you taking third place? Who am I taking third place? Nate Doss. Again. Fantastic. I'm taking Bradley Williams. Ooh, that's a good call, actually. Yeah. I like that. Who are you taking in second place? You're not going to explain why you're taking Bradley Williams? I just got a feeling. Okay. Well, Bradley's been playing great disc golf. You know who else has been been playing really well, and we didn't mention the last one, is Kale LaVisca. He has. When yeah, he, he has. He's been playing but, great. Uh, he's been terrific. I'm taking Paul McBeth to play second. Fantastic. I'm taking Ricky Wysocki to play second. That's that's what, exactly what I thought you'd do. Perfect. Which is, I feel fantastic. <laughs> Who's getting first? First place is going to be Ricky Weissoff. And I will take Paul McBeth. And for my bonus pick, I will take Nate Doss. Okay. Oh, I get a bonus pick too. Yeah. Hmm. Because I pick Nate Doss every week. Hmm. I think uh, I'll take for a bonus pick. You know, Uliberry's done me a lot of good in these last few weeks, but I I think Coling is going to be my bonus All right. pick. All right. He had a great week. So, um, just someone, just before we totally leave Ledgestone behind, who is Chris Dickerson? That dude came out of nowhere uh, Chris, and was money. Chris, Chris Dickerson is a end. very highly rated pro. Um, he, he doesn't make it to every tournament, but, but okay. Chris Dickerson is, is very good. Um, yeah, so he that, had a great... That's, that's not surprising that, that, that he would, he would play so well for, throughout that tournament, um, yeah, I think he just once they he was playing super well in the first two quarters, and when they got to Eureka, he just was not meant for him. Yeah. Well, didn't you say that that I guess it was the first round that there was the the intense wind. That, no, it was the third. It was the first lake round. Yeah. Yeah. The first lake round there was like crazy wind, like yeah. it was dirty. That's why I was wondering how, um, like when you looked at the final scores, why the scores were so different between the first day of the lake and the second, and then watching it. Um, it was just gusty. Yeah. It was it was rough, especially when you're thrown over water and things like that. Like wind is is bad news bears. Yeah, yeah. The other kind of remnant that we have to to touch on. Do you want to talk Jake Palmer? We talked about this yeah, briefly beforehand. Yeah, we talked beforehand. about it before. Um, I didn't even know about it. You brought it to my attention. So um, uh, go ahead. You can give the kind of overview. Jake Palmer is a is a pro player. Um, that that was pretty upset with the way the the Ledgestone Open was run, and ended up on on a particular hole, intentionally taking a forty, a forty on a hole, as in forty strokes on a single hole, by uh, opting to rethrow his missed putts over and over and over and over again. And the, the dude dude clothing, which makes disc golf clothes, uh, has it, the video on their Facebook of, of him doing this. And essentially he was, he was just kind of 
generally upset about the the setup. This was doing it like in protest. I guess this was this was in protest. Absolutely, he was not playing well to begin with. Right, and I was going to say that I'll tell you that right now that he's not playing well, and then he's deciding that it's not his fault that he's not playing yeah. well. That it's somebody else's fault. Yeah, which is garbage and, reasoning. And he he posted result uh, or his reasoning for this on on Facebook. In a couple levels, which we won't get into entirely, there are certain things in his in his uh, Facebook post that, to me, make sense. Unfortunately, the way that he delivered right his message made him look like a bad kicker. Exactly, that's it's the same exact thing. He might as well just have kicked his bag and had forty discs roll or whatever, seventeen discs, and taken the strokes because they went over yeah. six feet or whatever. Like, or it, take the eight eight eight. You know the, the if you if you withdraw from a tournament, you know you, right, right, and it's so. like you know what you get the rules ahead of time. You know the layout. You know what's going on ahead of time to get into. I don't know. You're at least your third round, if not final round, and then decide to have this big protest. It's just it's poor sportsmanship, like one hundred percent. And I think that's like very against what this sport stands for. I agree. Like, that's, in the first few episodes of this podcast, we talked about why we got into the sport, and it's because it's chill people. You're having a good time. You're there for fun. Like, Mm -hmm. even when it's competition, you're still going to have some fun. And if someone's coming here and just being like, I'm upset, and I'm just going to hold up your card and make a statement and, you know, go basically to the the steps of kicking your bag into the water. Mm Mm-hmm. To quote-unquote make a point, but it's really like, I'm having a bad, bad round, let me blame others. It was, it was to be exact, he had, up until his last, his putts, he had taken six shots. And then he took 17 putts right. from the same exact which were, spot. Which are re-tees or re-throws, re-throws. which is so a they, each, penalty Each one of them stroke. takes a penalty stroke. So that's 34 strokes on putts till he finally made it. And along with the six strokes it took him to get to that point, he was maybe thirty-five feet away on a on a downhill sort of sort of putt. Uh, thankfully, none of them rolled into the water. Right. <laughs> but basically, I guess, I mean, but, well, it doesn't matter because uh, they're all rethrows. I all, guess if his the last disc he had in his hand, if that would have rolled in the water, it would have been a different story. Yeah. But basically, I just you're not accomplishing anything that way. It was certainly poor sportsmanship. Uh, you know, withdrawing from from the round if you really felt that strongly about it, withdraw from the round and, and make a statement about it. Uh, you know, or or play out your round and make a statement about it. But totally. But uh, you, you know, and the thing is, I don't I think not, this resonated. No, I think it resonated in a negative way. Mm-hmm. If there was any resonating, mm-hmm. um, I feel like I don't know who Jake Palmer is. Obviously, he's playing an A tier. He's a pro. All I'm saying is if, if you're wanting sponsorships, if you want to make a statement, like that that's not gonna work. I can't think of a disc company thinking I need Oh, that guy. look at this guy. Like he's he's letting them have it. Yeah. You don't want that. No. At all. You want someone to represent your company well and and put a good face on your brand. And it's fine to make a statement. I mean, Feldberg, I've seen multiple videos of him being upset about placement or whatever, but he would never do that. Yeah. Plus, I think just like anything, like if we're trying to go get a sponsorship with this podcast, we're showing our listens, right? Mm-hmm. We're showing some sort of metric that shows we're successful. So now, if you know he's a, a PGA pro, like his rating is bad news bears. Yeah. Like that, 
that real, real bad round is is going to affect his rating for a long time. So that even more so is putting him down. It, I just, it was a ridiculous way to make a statement. And I'm somewhat upset that I'm even talking this much about it because I feel like part of me, I didn't want to say anything about it at all because I felt like it should just be... Well, the passed over part of part of what um, what he was upset about was addressed by the tournament director, which was Steve Hill, which is the the head of the the disc golf pro tour, and the the tournament director was addressed directly by him on on multiple formats um, on his on his Facebook and things like that, explaining certain parts of the rules that and why they were executed in the manner that they were and and what what Jake Palmer thought was unfair, it was not really, there was no rule violation that, that occurred, you know, in, in the process of, a, there was a, a certain instance where Paul McBeth took provisional shots. Provisional shots are an alternate set of shots just in case a rule is misinterpreted. Right. So if, if the, your card and your group is unsure of a certain rule, like did that disc, is that disc OB or is it in bounds? If you're not sure, you play two different lies, and and that's how how you determine it. So he took a provisional shot. Afterwards, they determined one he had to of take the, paths. the original. He had to take the original, and and which it, means it didn't actually do anything, yeah. anyways. So uh, there was part of it that he directly cited that just didn't make sense, unfortunately. And uh, Steve Hill was was very uh, gracious enough to take the time to post exactly what happened and why and um i i, I think it, it all was pretty clear to me yeah um you know for for that section but he was just overall kind of upset with the tournament i suppose who knows what happened often with things like this when someone's angry the 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 core of the problem is not exactly what they're saying there's something else they're playing terrible they had you know a bad encounter with someone with the tournament who knows what it was but it's it's not always about exactly what they say it is, you know. It, right. There's right. often other factors totally. in these things. So unfortunately, that was that was a part of this tournament that was. I feel like he's probably like a local guy. I don't. And I, he plays it regularly a certain way. I think it's kind of like and uh, one of his. Com- I don't know whether he's local or not, but one of his complaints was uh, that that a a local course was not used and the reason right. it wasn't used is because there's no there's no uh cell coverage there that's good enough for Which live makes sense if you're trying to grow the sport and get it out streaming like you got to do what works i don't know yeah. i feel like it's like when you uh and this is like years ago because i'm retired uh like when you used to go play beer pong at someone else's house and they had different house rules and then you got upset and like <laughs> like i don't want to play anymore this is stupid yeah that's not how we played at my house like if he could have taken his ball and went home, he would have. Yeah, he basically did. So unfortunately, that was a little bit of a of a marring point, and and that that had to be even addressed was was strange. But yeah, but we may as well talk about it because the video's out there and, and people are talking about it. So if you want to look it up, it's on Dude Clothing's Facebook. Um, Jake Palmer is the name of the player. I mean, I guess we could probably uh, decide to do it. We could we could repost it. Uh, on our Facebook too. So if you want to check out our Facebook in the next couple of days, we can yeah we can we share it there too. But earlier in this in this podcast, I mentioned the the game Never Have I Ever and things that I would not want to have on my list. I've never taken a forty on a hole. 
Neither have I. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, I've had some real bad holes. All of you listening, I'm guessing none of you have ever taken a 40 on a hole. So you have something that is better than a pro current Yep, you're better than a pro, right there. So, just keep that in mind when you decide to do something stupid. Like, I feel like I could go play that course and play a better round than him. I think so. Pretty positive. I'm pretty positive. (laughs) Well, you know, we'll see. But <laughs> I mean, it was really windy. I think, or, I think know, a forty-stroke hole gives you a pretty good chance of. of I'd hope so. Yeah, I'd hope so. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough of that. <laughs> so let's get on to the fun part of the episode. It's time for us to do our deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them together, and tell you whether you should put them in your bag. Today we have War Pigeon Double IPA by Drake's Brewing Company. That we have paired with the Innova Thunderbird, which is a nine-speed distance driver, a very straight-flying distance driver that is a, a terrific disc that Joe and I have been wanting to review for, for a while now and looking for the, the right uh, beer to place with it. And we found this this fresh-off-the-shelves double IPA by Drake's, which is... Which we know Drake's, and I was like, done, mm-hmm. that's what we're getting. Yeah. So Drake's is a terrific terrific brewery out here in, in california and we we love a lot of their different beers and just hadn't had this one before and wanted to try it so we put them both together we've got the thunderbird we've got drake's what do you want to start with joe let's start with the thunderbird all right let's let's start with the uh so the the thunderbird is a nine speed distance driver and it carries a glide number of five a uh a turn of zero and a fade of two so, yeah. by definition, this is a straight-flying driver. Totally. totally. And I, I don't think they mislead you with those numbers one little bit. No. I think, I mean, it's Innova. And I'll, I'm going to keep saying this uh, this little beginning ramble every single time I have Innova. If you have a fresh champion Thunderbird, it might be more like a .5 or a 1 on that turn. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be more stable. That's just... Uh, a fresh Innova disc, pretty much in any plastic, but mainly like Star and Champ, is going to be a little bit more stable mm-hmm. than uh, yes, than w- what that number's going to tell you. But the other pieces, like straight out of the box, were real. Um, mm-hmm. Glide Glide is real. It's just it's a beautiful, straight flying, dependable small fade beast. Like it's, um, <coughs> I think it's a disc that. Robin's only been carrying for like a month, two months. Yeah, a couple months now. That, I'm sh- and I mean, we just played this weekend, and kind of the first thing he kind of said was, "Why did I wait till?" I don't know. Now I, I honestly don't know why I waited so long to adopt it. Uh, I I think I, I I can't even tell you to be honest. I have no idea why. But um, I think you were just so enamored with your eagles still that you were like, mm-hmm. I don't need anything else. <laughs> eagle will suffice I do. everything I, I mean i used a lot of i used multiple eagles and and some of the lines that that i i use with eagles were are now kind of taken over by this and and even further lines i, I the main thing is that i do like throwing straight shots yeah uh, whenever i can i will try to throw rather than than try and hook out to to the side and, and fade in most of the time i will try and throw a straight shot if if it's there for me and the Thunderbird is perfect for the straight distance shot. Yeah. Even even when you, you 
you underpower it a little bit, the fade is, is not so much that it's going to really kill you um, and, and fade away. It's got a, I'm not a huge fan of the wide rim drivers, so this being a, a relatively small rimmed distance driver is has been uh, really nice. Right. So the the rim width on, on this particular disc is 1.9 centimeters, which is, you know, fairly small. Yeah, average for for a nine speed disc, but nonetheless, you can you can get some really great distance with this disc, and and just dependable in general. Um, you you don't have a lot of turnover in it. No, no, and that's what I say. Like I can crank this thing, and I don't need to worry about it mm-hmm. turning over on me. And that's kind of like when you put it up against an eagle. Like I can turn over an eagle, mm-hmm. and you can turn over an eagle and be like, oh yep. no, there there it goes. It's, yep. it's might come back maybe. And this is just so dependable in a headwind still. I know I can throw it flatter with a little bit of hyzer and not yeah. have to worry at all about it turning over. Mm-hmm. So the Thunderbird, you can see why a lot of the top end of a players use this disc. It's right. Very dependable. The the for tunnel shots or for for situations where you need to get a straight shot out with not a ton of fade or a nice straight landing, the Thunderbird can do that. And I think so. You and know, it, it handles headwinds pretty well. It too. does. It does. So. It's um, you know, like when you're playing, and we all have this when you're playing around, um, and you kind of have uh, a shot shape in your mind, and you go up to the tee and you throw, and uh, you don't get exactly what you want, and you're like, "Oh man, I should have thrown this or that or whatever." I feel like. That is the Thunderbird is always the one that you're like I I should have thrown a Thunderbird. I think this <laughs> last week when we just played, we were like, man, that was a Thunderbird hole. Why did I Why did I pull something different out? Like it's so dependable mm-hmm. with that straight flight and that low fade and that nice glide that it's like there's so many holes that you can just crank a Thunderbird on and trust it. That uh, I think almost any time that I threw something and I went, I, I'm not really happy with that. Mm-hmm. My first thought was. I should have pulled out hmm. the Thunderbird. It's it really is a, a great disc, a great addition to to anybody's bag. I, I think a lot of people that that are throwing higher speed drivers could probably benefit from from the Thunderbird, it, especially if they don't have the arm speed. Could benefit from the Thunderbird being the the kind of top of their bag. Yeah. So totally. Uh, you know, and eliminating some of those those 11, 12, 13 speed drivers from there and going with yeah. something along it's, these it's lines. A, it's a Firebird with a little more glide and way less fade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a, a great compliment having the, the Sexton Firebird and, and the two of these together. You can yeah. you can cover a lot of lines. I think if you're like um, if you're like an OG Firebird person, you've been throwing Firebirds forever and you have like some worn in, beat up Firebirds, mm-hmm. Uh, and you like that you can get them out straight for a while before mm-hmm. they hook up, and say you lose it or you want more things in your bag that do that. Like this is, this is the disc. Yeah, and I have a Champion Thunderbird that I've been throwing, and I have a G Star Thunderbird that that just recently had has come in, and then uh, I've been throwing that. Uh, so far, not a huge difference between the two of them, in my opinion. Right, I'm having thrown them both. Um, in, in my experience with other discs, the G star plastic tends to be a little bit more understable out of the box, but so far they, they've been fairly similar. 
Uh, I haven't I haven't been able to notice too much of a difference, but we'll see how they wear and and how they develop right. as it goes. But and I have two champ uh, Thunderbirds. Uh, one we have an old old Instagram pickup with the screaming mm-hmm. hand that I got from Dela. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know they beat in and they fly a little bit further and fade a little bit less as they go. Uh, so. I'm probably due to get another one soon because I like I do like the fresh, a uh, little bit more fade at the end. But I also really dig where uh, my current Santa Cruz one is. Uh, I really do trust it for that straight flight. Whereas in the past it was really, uh, I would play it for that dependable fade at the end. So a little bit to the left. So yeah, no, it's it's a very nice disc. I think it's apparent that Joe and I both like the Thunderbird. So. It's it. Uh, there's a reason that uh, Macbeth throws it for the majority of his shots. He does throw it quite frequently, and it. it I mean, it, there's no way around it. It's it's a it's a great disc for for getting distance lines at at whatever you want to shape. Whether you mm-hmm. want to to throw an Anheuser shot and have it finish finish right. Whether you want to show throw a straight shot. Whether you want to give it a little bit of hyzer. And and have it finish left. Where these are all from the the standpoint of a right-handed backhand throw. Yep. But very um, dependable. But it's very dependable, and and you can get some great distance out of it. Great lines. So, so yeah. So if you have if you have a decent arm, you need to have a decent arm. It's a nine-speed. Um, it's definitely worth picking up. Yeah, I agree. Right, let's get to the beer. So we have Drake's Brewing Company. War Pigeon Double IPA, which is an 8% alcohol double IPA. It has 87 IBUs, International Bitterness Units, which is pretty bitter. And it, it is definitely a bitter beer. See, I'm not getting, I'm not getting that. Um, it, it, I would say that, that what uh, oh, okay, carries, yeah. carries um, this beer and kind of holds the bitterness is it does have very... Uh, you know, very fruity flavor to yep. it. You know, you it's get... really like smooth hops. It's not mm-hmm. overpowering hops. It's, it's like smooth hops. I don't want to say tropical, but but it's in that kind of range where you're not. It's not pure citrus or anything no. like that. But you're kind of you can feel the the sweetness to it. A little sweetness, little citrus, mm-hmm. little piney even. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. So, like I, if you if I blind taste tested, I would not tell you it's eight percent. It's no. a, it's a sneaky. Absolutely not. It's a sneaky, sneaky 8%. Like, I could easily look down at it and see it's like 6-2. Yeah. I would almost say like pineapple. I think pineapple would be the closest fruit, I would say, to to, to what I get in this flavor. Like, uh, um, yeah, totally. I, I think that's probably the, the, the best for it. And then but it comes back along with that with, little, with little that bitter and the hop. piney hop at the end. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, totally. Yeah. So, it... it Really terrific beer. This is fairly new, I think, in the last month, maybe Ooh. maybe six weeks that this beer. We're come so out. cutting edge. <laughs> this batch, it, the bottle I'm holding was stamped at seven fifteen sixteen, which is nearly exactly a month ago. So, um, and I'd never seen it before. So it's, and we all know fresh IPAs are yeah the best. This IPAs. is one of those beers, to be honest, that that probably does need to be. Fresh. fresh kind of like the 
we'll we'll talk we'll about get a, we'll a little get bit. To that. Yeah, there's we'll another get there. beer we're going to talk about in in a little bit that that falls in the same category. But some some certain beers, especially some of these double IPAs, that really need to be drank early on. They don't benefit from from aging at all. And I think this is one of those where you really do want to want to get it fairly early on. Um, and it, it this is a terrific beer. If you can snag one of these Drake's War Pigeon beers. Uh, yeah, no, it's go out it's and do it's it. super fantastic. Uh, like I was saying, it's a sneaky eight percent. Mm-hmm. It's really flavorful, but it's not really it's not super boozy mm-hmm. or like overpoweringly bitter or hoppy. It's all kind of smooth. Yeah, um, dry finish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a little it it starts out as almost kind of sweet, you know, pineapple malty, and then finishes yep. finishes bitter and dry. Yep. So it it doesn't disappoint if you're a fan of the uh, double IPA beers. It it really finishes how you would expect it to. It's not it's not gonna totally um, just carry that multi flavor all the way through. It it finishes strong on the tongue. Mm-hmm. You know, after you let it settle for a, for a minute, your tongue still tastes like hops, and you got that kind of little, yeah, little dry no, flavor to it. It so, is good. I'm happy um, we got it. Uh, overall. I mean, this is a good double IPA um, for for that category. I, I really enjoyed it. Really, yeah. really good. Yeah. So let's get to our our uh, verdict. This is pretty pretty. Cut, I mean, I think we've already kind of explained it. Uh, Thunderbird has been in my bag for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the mainstays. Although I, well, no, it, it's it's fantastic. It's uh, it's probably one more and more. That we play, and actually now that Robin's throwing one too, I'm starting to use even more than I did before. Just thinking about different lines with it. I definitely recently have gone more into the uh, throwing straight, which is really strange for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, yeah, it's a beautiful disc. It is. It is. And uh, the Thunderbird, I, I have no excuse for why this didn't make it into my bag earlier. Uh, probably stubbornness, I, I would say, would be... The, the only reason it didn't. Yeah, it and, took it took um, him half drunk in daylight, me being like, just buy this. Yeah, so uh, it it is made it into my bag and 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 sits alongside a couple other discs. It very similar. We reviewed the uh, Daredevil Tim, Timberwolf, mm-hmm. which it I, is also still in my bag that I carry along with these with my nine speed discs and um, very similar to to the. The Timberwolf, a little bit more stable. Yes. But uh, nonetheless, a, a great kind of partner to right. to that disc. Um, and the beer the beer is great. I mean, yeah. it's an 8% and it's kind of on that threshold we talk about, like maybe the too boozy beer, but it's just so smooth and it mm-hmm. tastes good. Um, I, I definitely would not hesitate yeah. to throw this in my bottle keeper, bring it in my bag for a round. Yeah. So this this one's what, Joe? I think I mean I don't need to come with anything fancy. I think our original rating system works really well with this. This is, this is an all chains for this sure. Is all chains, center center chains, perfect score. It's going in the bag. The disc is going in the bag. The beer's going in the bag. Uh, great combination. The Thunderbird and and Drake's War Pigeon. Great beer if you can find it. Uh, double IPA. Right. Ooh. I guess the only thing that's not fantastic about it is its price tag. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a nine dollar you know, twenty two. Still, though, for for a eight uh, percent double a fresh IPA, for sure. Eight percent double IP. I sure. think that's par. Oh no, and I mean, we I 
we spend that far too often. Actually, before we get to the next piece, there's something we have not mentioned yet today, um, which I am slightly disappointed in ourselves for not bringing up. We do have ourselves, and I will consider it, regardless of what it really means, a new sponsor. We do. We do. We uh, got hooked up by Lagunitas Brewing Company. We did. Um, Big time. And our, our very good friend, longtime friend, Elliot Paisley, who who is a Lagunitas employee and lobbied Lagunitas yes. to give us a just like... A copious amount of beer to fuel us through our episodes and our, our disc golf adventures. Yeah. Along with some swag, which we'll be sending out to you guys yeah. at when as we so choose. Yeah. So we have like Basically. shirts and some cool uh, jar pint glasses and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So we'll get stuff out as we go through with our giveaways um, but I just, I wanted to really stop and say thank you to Lagunitas yeah. and point out that they're awesome. Um, so they're in, they're based out of Petaluma, California, but they also have a Chicago. brewery in Chicago. Um, their distribution is actually pretty awesome. So if you don't have it where you're at, it's probably coming soon. Mm-hmm. Check it out. I mean, that's, I, I base all of my IPAs off the standard that is Lagunitas IPA. Yeah. So if you don't know about them, learn about them. They are fantastic. And and every single one of their their beer styles is is terrific. So yeah, depending on on what you're looking for, they they tend to be a very hop forward beer company. But nonetheless, everything they make is is extremely good. And we will review plenty more. We have reviewed Lagunitas. Yeah, a few. And we will obviously review a few more now that we've got, um, you know, a pyramid, a literal pyramid of yep of. Uh, of Lagunitas beer. So yes, we do. That's fantastic. We're, we're stoked about that. Another another beer-heavy episode for us. Yeah. And we want to transition into our next segment, which is going to be about beer. Right. Right. So we uh, obviously drink beer on the course. That's one of our mainstays. Uh, so we thought we would share with you guys the... And I think this is actually a use, uh, user... Uh, listener's... Suggestion. Suggestion. Yeah, uh, this was from uh, the the uh, creator of Mind Body Disc. Right. Yeah, uh, Tim. Tim, who who suggested we do this, our our top five course beers. We're gonna do top six, so we can alternate. Joe and I will yeah, so go back about, and forth. But we, I mean, these are all beers that we're in total agreement with. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are th- and the reason they're the top six is because these are the ones that we most frequently pick up and throw in our bags. Yeah. And we 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 try to get ones that we think are are nationally distributed enough that that may at least on our, our on our right. On well, our and top that's ones. the main thing is it's based on what we're going to grab at the store on the way to the course. So it, it's a lot of it's local, yeah. but that's because that's what we have on the shelves. Yeah. But um, we've sampled enough kind of outside of local too to let you know that yeah, um, they're awesome regardless of yeah. where you're at. And then as with everything on this show. If you have a suggestion or something we should check out, hit us up. We're all over the place. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Mm-hmm. We have our Slack channel. If you want to email us, the Disc Golf Podcast at Gmail will include you there, and you can make suggestions. Totally, to us. and and we've had a, uh, so. a handful of listeners so far too that have sent us awesome beer, and we're stoked on it. So yeah. if we can't get and you can get it to us, we're, we're very appreciative, and uh, we'll hook you up with something. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, my number one, one of my favorites. Should we should we go backwards? I don't think do I, I don't this? think there's even for me that whole list is 
you know, you're probably the right. same order. Yeah. I don't even know. We have to say number one. Okay. Just the so, first. There's no order. The first. They're one all that, even. <laughs> Fair enough. The first one I'm thinking of, Torpedo IPA, which is by Sierra Nevada. Comes in in tall cans and is a is a great IPA. Just just easy to grab off the shelf. Right. They sell in 24 ounce bottles, but I never buy those. I no, only no. buy the 16 ounce cans just because they fit in the bag real easy and exactly. they're easy to take care of. They're they're quick and easy. They're cheap. You know, a couple dollars for a 16 ounce can of a good IPA. It's it's just a no brainer. Just right. grab it. And if you don't want the heavy IPA, they also make the pale ale can. Yep, and that's you know we grew up on that. And in Chico. it's no joke. So to me, Torpedo. We reviewed Torpedo way back in 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 the early episodes. I think probably in the first 10 episodes we did that. Yeah, probably. And uh, so if you want to check out our review of that beer specifically, yeah. check that out. But uh, Torpedo, okay. great beer. Uh, so the second one is actually also a can. Um, so there's two varieties, and I've rolled with both. You can get them in 12-ounce cans, but you can also get them, I think, probably in that like 19.2-ounce mm-hmm. can. You can, yeah. The, the big, big, tall, tall cans, uh, it's... Dale's Pale Ale. Yeah, which is out of Colorado. Oscar Blues. Yep. Um, it is a like 6.5% pale ale that's just fantastic. Really smooth. Super smooth. Tastes yeah. great. Like, mm-hmm. um, Just clean. Super drinkable, but it's also got a nice little kick to it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just fantastic. If you haven't had Dale's Pale Ale, you got to find it. It's, it's a... Pretty much everything by Oscar Blues is, yeah, is fantastic. I'm surprised. We, we We will review it at some point in a, in a full mm-hmm. peer review. And we I think we have another couple... Uh, drinks on this that we haven't fully reviewed that we'll get out to but uh but dale's is just fantastic yeah no dale's is really terrific they they put it in in six packs they also have their their kind of super tall can which is like you said a 19 or 20 ounce tall can yep which is uh terrific just great beer really is very smooth very easy to drink uh, but also gives you the the quality that you expect from from a craft beer Next one is another one that's a, a, a local to us is Racer 5. And they've is, hooked us up too. Yeah. Fantastic. Racer 5, Bear Republic. Bear Republic has sent us beer. They are a terrific uh, sponsor of disc golf and make awesome beers. And Racer 5 is an elite IPA. It is. And that's that's probably um, the one I purchased the most often. Yeah. It's just smooth as heck. It's like 7.2. It's just in yeah. that perfect wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Beautiful beer. Very, very smooth traditional IPA. If you find Racer 5 on the shelf, get it, drink it. You're going to love it. It's going to become a beer that, that when you're looking for a good, smooth IPA, you you can go to it time again and trust it. It's consistent. There There's no differences in batches or anything like that. It is yep. always, always good. It is. So, if you find Racer 5 by Bear Republic, grab it, drink it. It's perfect. I mean, and if, if you are uh, at a place where it, it's not there all the time, just buy the shelf out. Yeah. I mean, that's an IPA. It's it's a, it's a living IPA, so it still has, like, yeast in it. Like, mm-hmm. you'll see it at the bottom of the bottle. That one's going to last a little bit longer, I think. So when we talk about, like, fresh, fresh stuff, like, if you need to buy a case of 22s, they'll still be fine yeah. in a few months. Like, don't worry yeah. about that. Uh, the next one is controversial, Uh-oh. only in my mind. It's not actually a beer. It is a cider. Oh. Um, this is the first time we brought up ciders. I know. I know. So we actually do enjoy ciders, uh, some nice, dry, crisp ciders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nothing this, sweet. Nothing overly sweet. 
Yeah. Uh, Joker by, I don't even, what is the? Ace? By Ace. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is fantastic. It's it's six point nine percent. Like it's an almost seven percent cider, which you don't run into often. And, and cider has been one of the most rapidly growing segments of of the of the alcohol industry. Right. And I think so. we're actually we will review Joker at some point too. Um, if you know your there's a foreign yeah. So if you know your foreign putters, there's a pro discus disc. Yeah, you'll you'll know what we're gonna do uh, at we, some point. We have that planned to yes. happen. Uh, it's just you know, and I talk about it far too often. It makes me uh, sound well. It just lets you know better about myself. I don't need to <laughs> say anything about it. Uh, it is a fantastic start the day drink. If we juice tastes good in the morning, right? If we if we're starting around at like eight o'clock in the morning and I want to have something to drink, uh, I will almost always. Go for the Joker. <laughs> Almost, it's the best way to start around. Uh, it's just a fantastic crisp cider. Yes, very dry, not too sweet. Good cider. My wife is uh, is gluten free, so uh, I happen to try a fair amount of ciders. Just right, be- and that's why I learned about just it. because uh, she doesn't drink beer at all. And so I'm. I'll, I'll look for cider. She drinks wine. Obviously, we're in the Sonoma Valley, the wine country. A little bit of wine around here, and a uh, little, little bit of wine around here. But we also, you know, ciders are a nice kind of refreshing change of pace from, from that. So right, and they're in a Sebastopol, so, right? They are. Yeah, yeah. so they're local, local to us also. So, uh, Ace, check out any and all of the Ace uh, ciders. They're, By the way, if you want something good. sweet, and you like uh, like Harito soda. Like the, the pineapple, the pineapple cider they is do. like it's pineapple <laughs> soda. It's it's if you really want like a refreshing soda that's got booze. Oh my gosh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Next one, Lagunitas. We had to get a Lagunitas yeah. in on this bunch, and and there's tons that we would drink from Lagunitas, yeah. but we just wanted to single one out. Yeah, one one of my longtime favorites. It in the same kind of category of the beer we reviewed today, the Drake's War Pigeon is Lagunitas Hop Stupid. Which is a very, very hoppy IPA. <laughs> very hoppy. Yeah. And that's my jam. And it's another one of those ones where you want it fresh, and it it's just a terrific beer. Great, great smooth flavor with that kind of pure traditional IPA. It's And that pure traditional double IPA ABV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the IBUs to, to go with yep. it. So. Great, great beer. We we love Lagunitas and and Hop Stupid is one of my favorites. I have a Hop Stupid shirt. Wow, that's fantastic. So you know, and I have I have drank Hop Stupid wearing my Hop Stupid shirt. I think I, just, I have drank Hop Stupid with you as you're wearing your Hop Stupid shirt. I, I think that's true. I think it's true. Um, all right, and then our final uh, we alluded to earlier when we talk about fresh IPAs. Um, this is the like catalyst for the movement. Mm-hmm. So Stone Brewing has their Enjoy By series. So mm-hmm. they put it out quarterly. So each quarter they put out a new Enjoy By and it has a date on it. So every Enjoy By has a date and the whole purpose is that you need to finish it before you hit that date to get like the maximum freshness. Mm-hmm. And I buy it every single time, probably multiple times during yeah. that. As soon as I see it on the shelves... As soon as I see it on the shelves, I buy it and I drink it that night because it's at its freshest. It's so good. Yes. Stone Brewing. If you haven't had Stone before, try anything they make. It's extremely good. 
and their Enjoy By series is especially good. And they even had like, didn't they do like a Stone Enjoy By like Tangerine IPA? And yeah, a, it was so good. A couple of different ones. Oh yeah. my god, I forgot about yeah. that one. No, like, yeah. I buy it, I buy it every time. Except yeah. there's one, there's one that's on the shelves still that's like a longer period, and it's some fancy one that's like a eighteen dollar twenty two that I can't talk myself into buying yet Yikes. but I probably will at some point. Yeah that point. sounds expensive. Yeah uh but it is uh you know it it always sits around nine percent. Like mm-hmm. it's a it's a kick in the pants IPA. It's so good. It's so fantastic. Yeah. Um I got turned on to it probably like over three years ago, like when it first came out and I found like the last one in my local Whole Foods um, and I literally have bought it every single time yeah. since then. No, it's, it's a must buy when you see it out there. So, uh, check out enjoy by if it ends up in your area. If it ends up, so it's, it's super limited release. Like that's the other piece. Like they, because it's, uh, you know, it has this date stamp on it. Like they send limited amounts to stores and like, once you run through your supply, mm-hmm. it's gone. Um, but I, there's multiple other stone beers that are extremely good. Oh yeah. Ru- Ruination, Ruin 10, mm-hmm. yep. just straight stone IPA are all fantastic. And all yep. their other, they have like a Russian stout. They have, they're just good. Really every single one of the companies that we mentioned in this, this list. If, if you find a drink by them, uh, Go by that it. brewery, just drink it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And several of them have been sponsors of this podcast. It's go, true. Go figure. And maybe more to come. Yeah, hopefully. So thank you. That's our that's our top six of our, our brewery beers. We did our, our disc and beer pairing, which we reviewed the Thunderbird and War Pigeon, which was one of the, in recent memory, I can't remember the last time we had an All Chains. Oh, it's that? been a while. Where, where both of us put it in the bag, loved the beer. So that's a... That's a uh, a bit of a, it was probably, an accomplishment in itself. Yeah. No, this is, I think we've had a few other, like, all chains are like, we'll carry it in the bag, but it's not like a mainstay for either of us. Yeah. You know, I think, like, when I think about, like, T-Bird and Eagle, yeah. we both carry them, but they're not, like, our, like we split on those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this one is definitely one that we're both like, yep, I throw it a lot, it's awesome, and the beer mm-hmm. is awesome. Yep. So, if you want to chat with us during the week, send us an email. Hit us up on one of our social media accounts. Yeah, just send us your, your email address. That's all we need. We need your email address. Probably going forward, we will um, have a site for you to just to enter your email address and get an, an instant invite. But we're going, you know, old school and, and yeah. being a part of it all the way through at this point. So, send us your email. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. We are at the Dispod. You can hit us on Instagram, the Disc Golf Podcast. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Disc Golf Podcast. Our email is the Disc Golf Podcast at gmail.com. And then if you just go to the Disc Golf Podcast.com, it'll kick you to our SoundCloud, which doesn't really help you for the Slack, but you can just go straight to our podcast if you want to listen to it there instead yeah. of a different uh, podcast uh, place. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, if you want to chat with us, we have our Slack group. We got quite a few uh, listeners in there already uh, talking to us, and it's been a lot of fun. So it's far. been super fun. So a lot of different information. People posting pictures, uh, asking questions asking. like, "What what would you throw here? Yeah. Like, what kind of myth? Like, it's cool stuff. Like, it's just yeah. having good conversations with other similar people that are into disc golf and maybe a whole bunch of other stuff that we're slowly learning about each other too. Yeah. So 
It's been a lot of fun so far. We hope you'll join us there. We also hope you enjoy watching the, uh, the Ham- uh, Brent Hambrick Memorial Open this weekend and get out and play around with this golf. Have fun out there. Throw stuff at stuff. 